Firefly. Batman. <laughs> I see you survived your crack-up. I know about Gothcorp. What, is that a rock band or something? For someone who gets his kicks scorching tech companies, hard to believe you've never heard of them. You're done, Firefly. Cooked. Says who? <laughs> no one touches me in the sky. What? This time, I brought the heat. Well, hello and welcome back to the Varmints Podcast, where every week we do a whole bunch of research to educate ourselves and you, the listener, on all things that creep, crawl, slither, fly, jump, hop, and swim on this planet, one animal at a time. My name is Paul. I am not an animal expert. I'm Donna, and I am also not an animal expert. Today we are talking about, by request of Sophie Beanie Boo Collector, the firefly. Yes, fireflies. Super little interesting bugs. We talked about them. Uh, one of our first episodes was about beetles with my old co-host, and we we mm -hmm. talked about fireflies very very briefly, uh, too briefly. Like they deserve their own show, so we're doing them today. Yeah. And so thanks, Sophie, for the recommendation. Yes. Yeah. But first, the news. <laughs> This is Varman's Headline News with your anchorman, some guy named Paul. Thank you, Matthew. Donna, do you say fireflies or lightning bugs? We, well, we, in our families, we, we say lighty butts. Lighty butt. <laughs> lighty lighty butt or lighty bug. <laughs> lighty butts. So, I like but that. But I think regionally we call them fireflies, though I don't know if we actually have any in Colorado, but when I hear people talk about them here, they say fireflies. All right. I think we say lightning bugs down here, which is really mm. interesting. Both are acceptable, either fireflies or lightning bugs. But the name attached to that insect could have something to do with which phenomenon occurs most frequently in that region. There's a guy named Josh Katz, and he's an author who wrote a book about American English and he made a map that shows where people in the United States tend to say lightning bugs or fireflies. And in general, firefly is the common term in the West and New England, and people in the South and Midwest tend to say lightning bug. Now, Jason Keeler is a meteorological researcher, and he noted that the areas where people say lightning bug seem to overlap with parts of the country where lightning strikes are particularly frequent where most people use the term firefly overlaps with the region of the country that experiences the most wildfires. It's pretty cool. Yeah. By the way, I looked it up. We do have fireflies in Colorado. I just don't remember ever seeing any. So, but that might not be that odd. Yeah. You know, I grew up in town, not out in the country. So are, are wildfires more of a threat than, than lightning in your area? We seem to have a lot of lightning, but wildfires, I would say, are probably more of a threat for sure. All right. Well, there you go. Just my opinion, though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> well, this correlation could be mere coincidence, and you'd have to put a lot more research into 
uh, seeing if this observation has any kind of linguistic merit. Well, the entomologist that I'm reading the article of on the web right now about whether or not there are fireflies in Colorado calls them both lightning bugs and fireflies in the same paragraph. <laughs> That's interesting. So, yeah. yeah, there's going to be a lot of overlap. Like in New York City, there seems to be a weird thing going on. So 86% of Manhattan residents say firefly and 60% of Staten Island residents, which is only about 18 miles away, say lightning bug. Hmm. Yeah. What do you know? <laughs> what do you know? I think we language say language is weird. Language is crazy. <laughs> I think we say lightning bugs down here. Okay. I can't. I don't remember if I say now. I don't know. When I see them, <laughs> do I call them fireflies or lightning bugs? When we see them I'm, on TV, we call them lighty bugs or lighty butts. I like lighty butts. I'm adopting that. They are now lighty butts. <laughs> okay, everybody. Here's a reminder to go to varmints.podbean.com for links to our audio and our show notes for today's episode. We're also on Twitter and on Instagram at at varmintspodcast, all one word. We're also at varmintspodcast at gmail.com for questions, comments, stories, and suggestions. We have a Pinterest board that's run by a wonderful Varminion, whom we love. You should go over there, take a look around, put varmints in the search engine. If you want some varmints merchandise, go over to Redbubble. Same thing, put varmints in the search engine. You'll find our site, and you can find all sorts of wonderful stuff. If you like our show, why not tell a friend about us and introduce them to our podcast? We are everywhere. Podcasts are found, and word of mouth is the very best way to help us grow. All right, well, let's learn about some fireflies, or lighty butts, or lighty bugs, or <laughs> lightning bugs, or whatever you call them. Do it! Hey! Hey! Let's go get educated on some animals. I know you wanna. <laughs> I wanna. There are about 2,000 species of fireflies or lightning bugs, whatever you want to call them, or lighty butts, found everywhere around the world except for Antarctica. The vast majority of them are nocturnal, and their main identifying physical feature is their little glowy, glowy lighty butts. Yes. They are generally dark brown or black insects with flattened bodies, and they can grow between 5 to 25 millimeters or up to about an inch long. They're very plain looking insects. They're, they're very not. Some of them have like a little red head or a little red stripe, but they're just very plain, bland little insects when they're not lighting up. There are fireflies that are diurnal that either do not light up at all or light up only just faintly in shadowy areas. So I don't know why they're called fireflies, but there you go. Fireflies undergo a transformation called complete metamorphosis. So they start out as eggs which hatch larvae, and those larvae eat and eat and eat, and then they hibernate either underground or in a tree bark, and they emerge in the spring as fireflies. And there are just male and female fireflies. The plural noun for a group of fireflies, as with any group of beetles, is called a posse. I did not know that. I didn't remember that <laughs> from it. the first time we did the Beatles episode. <laughs> uh, we're starting up a firefly posse. <laughs> I thought it would be like a swarm, but I like posse. Posse's good. It's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, pretty obvious why they're called fireflies. 
The earliest instance of the word firefly was recorded in a dictionary in the 1650s. And the word lightning bug showed up in the English language about 120 years later. So firefly, calling them that is is older. It's been around longer. But uh, whatever you want to call them, it's just fine. They're also known as glowflies, moon bugs, golden sparklers, fire devils, and, uh, as we established, lighty butts. At least if you don't call them late to dinner. <laughs> no, they don't care what we call them, do they? No, they don't. Nah. Yeah. Giant pink monkeys. <laughs> That's what they call us. Goofy. Goofy giant pink monkeys. Well, you were wondering about the what makes all that booty light start to happen. So fireflies produce a chemical reaction inside their bodies called bioluminescence. It's a fun biochemical. Hang on. How about booty luminescence? Am I right? Booty luminescence. (laughs) It's actually called bioluminescence because it applies to all of the biodumi critters, (laughs) not just the firefly. (laughs) And they don't all have it in the booty. So, (laughs) just fireflies do. But, like, there's, like, mushrooms that light up in caves and stuff. That's also called bioluminescence. So, booty luminescence wouldn't apply to them. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's just called bioluminescence. It's a fun chemical, biochemical process where oxygen combines with calcium, ATP, and remember, ATP is the energy molecule all living creatures use to fire off physical processes. And this stuff combines with a chemical called luciferin and a bioluminescent enzyme called luciferase. Then you mix it all up in the cocktail shaker that is the firefly booty <laughs> and you get light. So bioluminescence is what is called cold light because not very much energy is lost in the form of heat. And their little butts don't get hot when they're flashy. They just get filled with light. The firefly controls the entire chemical reaction from start to finish by adding oxygen to the other stuff to make the light inside its light organ. Yes, it has a special organ put aside just for this process. Wow. Yeah. Neat. So fireflies do this flashy butt stuff for several reasons, but the one most people know about is the use in finding a mate. The light flash patterns are unique to each species, so it's easy for fireflies to figure out which flash belongs to which, as well as the differentiation between males and females. Several studies have shown that female fireflies base their mate selection on flash patterns of males. Higher flash rates, as well as increased flash intensity, have been shown to be more attractive to females in two different firefly species. Not all firefly species use Light flashes, though. Many use pheromones only. Pretty cool, huh? Pretty cool. Yeah. That's great. Lighty butts are cool. So it turns out that the lighty butts have got more utility than just searching for mates. According to a study in the journal Animal Behavior, the flashing is also effective at warning off potential predators. Ah, sweet. So fireflies have toxic compounds called lucibufagans. And these toxins aren't physically involved in their bioluminescence at all. They are just toxins that are found in other parts of the firefly. Mm -hmm. But the flashing functions as a warning signal that they taste nasty. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) 
Yeah, there's a lot of animals that will not go near fireflies. And they know this because they took bats that were in cages and they tested them. And even though bats mostly rely on their hearing to find prey, they can see stuff. Like, they can see that bioluminescent flashing. So they exposed these bats to fireflies. And when the bats detected the flashing, they usually did not attack the fireflies. But when they took the abdomens of the fireflies and painted them black so that they couldn't, the bats couldn't see the flashing, the bats attacked them. And then they gagged and vomited. And I felt really bad about the bats when I read that. But it, it shows that, you know, the, the flashing is a warning sign. Right. Um, birds and geckos will also avoid eating fireflies. Bearded dragons, which are a really common pet, they will actually die if they eat fireflies. Uh-oh. Yeah. But that little flashing is, is also a uh, don't eat me. Do not eat. Nature's <laughs> sign for do not eat. I wonder That's if right. bioluminescence is frequently a do not eat symbol. I don't know. Not That's a good fireflies. question. That'd be interesting to find out. Yeah. Researchers have just recently completed the first assessment of the extinction risk for firefly species in North America, covering 77% of known species in the U.S. and Canada. Of the 128 species evaluated, 14 species, or 11%, are threatened with extinction. 2% are near threatened, and 33% were categorized as being of least concern, and that is according to the IUCN Red List of Threatened Species Criteria. More than half of the species are listed as data deficient, meaning there is just not enough information to assess whether they are at risk. Well, we are going to talk about fireflies and pop culture and a couple other little interesting things, but not before I thank you all for supporting us on Patreon. If you are a Patreon supporter, we try to take care of you the best we can. We give you early episodes when we can manage it. We have a little video series. We have birch that gets sent out. And for just a dollar a month, you get all sorts of bonus little goodies that I am more than happy to send to you. If you want to join our Patreon supporters, you can go to patreon.com slash varmints. Well, this here's animal rancher and expert at large, Cotton Shorts. You know Paul and Don are just a couple of nerds like you, and they don't usually get to see animals in the wild, but so we'll talk about where they usually do get to see them, which is to say on popular culture, books, movies, television, and video games. Good old Cotton Shorts. I like that dude. He's pretty cool. Well, my pop culture thing is I'm going to be talking about Raymond who's also known as Ray, who's a major character in Disney's 2009 animated film The Princess and the Frog. He is a Cajun firefly, and he has a romantic infatuation with the evening star, who he calls Evangeline. So let's go ahead and listen to Ray getting introduced to the characters, the main characters in the movie. By the time I introduce myself, my name is Raymond, but if I call me Ray... Pardon me, but your accent... It's funny, no? Oh, I'm a Cajun, bro. Born and bred in the bayou. Y'all must be new around here, huh? <laughs> Actually, we are from a place uh, far, far away from this world. Go to bed. Y'all from Shreveport? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Isn't that cute? I That's love, great. I love him. 
So Ray was an old firefly residing in the bayou of New Orleans alongside his massive family. He has a worn down and damaged appearance and he has a rough and interesting history throughout his life. But at some point in time, he meets and falls in love with the evening star known as Evangeline. He sees her as a goddess and he is very attached to her. Though it appears that Evangeline was nothing more than a star Fireflies were revealed to become stars once they die, heavily implying that Evangeline was once an actual firefly who eventually passed away. Oh. And despite her death, Ray's love for her continued to shine brightly. It's a beautiful oh. song, Evangeline. <laughs> oh, no. And the movie will definitely make you cry, cry, cry. It's a oh, good movie, man. though. I'll have to check it out. You have to check I it out. I probably will cry. I'm I'm turning into a weepy old man. I am too, except I'm not an old man. <laughs> <laughs> a weepy old lady. <laughs> weepy old. We're just a bunch of wusses. That's what. The I'm I'm at an age now where if I see like a particularly poignant like commercial for laundry detergent, like it'll get me choked up. Oh yeah. It's. <laughs> Yeah, all the internet animals that I follow, like internet animals with their own accounts. Oh, some of them are starting it. to pass, and it's like, yeah, ah, no, <laughs> I can't like go a day without bursting into tears anymore. It's ridiculous. Oh boy, wow. Yeah, so Princess and the Frog, really good movie. You should watch it. Cool. It's cute. Will do. <laughs> Raymond is very cute. Well, my pop culture pick this week is the DC villain Firefly, which I didn't, I had no idea he existed. Apparently he's kind of a big deal in the spider, in the, not Spider-Man, in the, in, in the, uh, the Batman universe. Okay. Firefly is a pyromaniac supervillain who fights Batman. He first appeared in Detective Comics number 184 back in 1952. Woo! Garfield Lins was formerly a visual effects expert working in the movie business. Uh, his basic backstory is that he had a tragic childhood and an obsession with fireflies, and then he turned to crime using a flame-proof winged suit after he was unable to stop his destructive compulsions. He can't help himself. He just has to make fires. Uh, after that, there's all sorts of storylines involving Firefly, depending on which version of the comics you read and, and who's doing the writing. Sometimes he's a supervillain in his own right, and sometimes he's a sidekick or a partner to another supervillain. Right. His abilities are arson and pyrotechnics. He likes fire, and he knows how to make it. He is also a skilled mechanical engineer, and he has built his own suit, equipment, and jetpack. So the rogues gallery is the term used to describe various villains that Batman has faced over the years. And the A-list is going to include, like, the Joker, the Riddler, Catwoman, the really, really well-known ones. Firefly is like a B-list villain. He's he's up there. Right. And he pops up quite often in animated series, like the snippet you just heard at the beginning of the show, and video games. A live-action Firefly appeared on the TV show Arrow in 2012. And in the TV show Gotham they flip things around a little bit and Firefly was portrayed by a woman, which is really cool. The writers of that show reimagined Firefly as the vengeful sister to her two stepbrothers who were criminals who forced her to go on a mission where she got badly burned. And in the upcoming Batgirl movie, 
this year in 2022, the main villain will be Firefly. Yeah, Brendan Fraser will portray Firefly in that movie. I like Brendan Fraser. Yeah. He's great. Mummy, what's for dinner? It's the elbow of a snake. Mummy, I can't eat that. Well, would you eat that? <laughs> I'm guessing it's a no from you. No. No. It's not in it's... the food box for me I'm, yeah no I'm i've kind of in the club right yeah no i'm i'm not eating fireflies especially after what we just talked about yeah with, yeah i mean <laughs> certain you know animals won't touch them i'm not going to touch them either although there are some animals that will there there are animals that just don't care <laughs> i imagine there's something in yeah. nature that eats everything so yeah toads and frogs and spiders they will very very happily eat fireflies <laughs> they're like yeah, you can flash that thing all you like. It's not going to make any difference. <laughs> Some of the larger species of fireflies will practice cannibalism. Well, there you go. Nature. Yeah. Nature. <laughs> Red in tooth and claw. And lighty butts. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Is your brain a repository of useless information? Well, let's help everyone win that next trivia night. Or just sound smarter than the rest of the room with the animal fact of the week. All right, I'm going to talk about keeping fireflies in jars. So spring and summer are just a few months away and kids love running around and collecting fireflies in jars. And before you think, oh boy, Paul is going to tell us to not keep fireflies in jars. No. If you are a kid or a parent listening, I want you to go out and catch fireflies and learn about them because they're cool, but I want you to do it responsibly. So I'm going to tell you how to do it. The safest way to catch the fireflies is with a small net. And as soon as you catch them, you can put them into a jar. And the safest way to do that is to hold the jar upside down and position the net under it so that the fireflies crawl up into the jar on their own. You don't want to handle them. You don't want to try to take them out of the net and put them in yourself. Just let the firefly find its way into the jar. You're going to put the lid on the jar very snugly. Resist the temptation to poke holes in the lid. The fireflies need damp air to survive, and there's enough air inside the jar to keep them going for a day or two. So if you poke holes in the lid and then you take that jar inside, if you have air conditioning, it's going to dry the inside of that jar out. You don't have to worry about feeding them because they've already done all of their feeding as larvae. Their bellies are full. If you want to keep them for a couple of days, you can add a, a moist piece of paper towel or a small piece of apple and a small amount of fresh grass into the jar. So the paper towel or the apple is going to maintain the moisture level in the jar and the grass kind of gives them somewhere to hide. Once a day, take the lid off the jar and gently blow across the top of the jar to kind of freshen the air up inside the, uh, the jar. Keep the jar in a place where it will get some natural sunlight, but not direct sunlight, because that will kill the, uh, the firefly. And then after two or three days, take your fireflies back to where you caught them and let them go. Their lifespans are not that long, and you, you want them out there making little fireflies so that you can go out and do it all over again next summer. Nice. And if you like having them around, and I know you're going to talk about this, try to turn your outdoor lights off if you don't need them on. 
also try to leave their natural habitats alone. They love laying eggs in rotten logs. So if you have one of those on your property and you have fireflies, maybe consider just leaving that log there if it's not bothering anybody. If you have a garden, consider using natural fertilizers and pesticides, not just for the fireflies, but also for any snails and birds and frogs and all the other little creatures that live in there. One other thing I noticed is it said that you might want to keep some standing water out for the fireflies so that they can have a drink. If you have a problem in your area with mosquitoes, do not do that. Right. Because <laughs> you're, you're far more likely going to have mosquitoes than you're going to have fireflies. Yeah. Um, if you don't have a problem with mosquitoes, then yeah, leave some water out. You can leave water out anyway for like honeybees. They love that. So there you go. Go out and catch some fireflies, but do it right. Hooray! All right. Well, now we have to like bring it down a little bit and readdress the whole situation of the problems with light pollution ah. and extinction of the fireflies. So the light from human habitations is getting more and more difficult because light pollution outshines the flashy butts. Okay. Bright, Bright. light from billboards, street lights, and houses block potential firefly couples from pairing up. And the problem isn't just in the big cities and towns anymore. Bright light gets diffused in the atmosphere and gets reflected into the wilderness. Isn't that terrible? Yeah, light pollution. And if it wasn't enough, the light also disrupts the feeding patterns of the females of some of the species that glow to attract the males. Yeah, that stinks. A study published in early 2020 by researchers at Tufts University and the International Union for Conservation of Nature warned that fireflies could eventually face global extinction from all the things that we're aware of, pollution habitat loss, especially light pollution. Ugh. Insects like fireflies tend to be critical to their ecosystems, and their disappearance could create havoc with food webs especially for the birds and other animals that feed on them. Now, I know we were saying that a lot of animals won't eat them, but it turns out just enough animals eat them that it's a huge problem if they're not there. <laughs> right, yeah. Great. Definitely. <laughs> the study was conducted by surveying experts in North and Central America, Europe, and Asia, and the research team found that firefly colonies face different threats in different regions. In Japan, for example... Cultivated farmland and wetland systems called Satoyama, where fireflies thrive, are disappearing as more people migrate to the cities and abandon traditional agriculture. In central England, drought and flooding exacerbated by climate change, which is a real thing, are among the biggest threats. And in Malaysia, it's the clearing of mangrove trees. The study doesn't lay out a time frame for the decline of the fireflies, but Michael Reed, a biology professor at Tufts and a co-author of the study, said the insects are being lost steadily. I wish I had better news to report on this score, mm. but humans need to turn the brightness down a lot. And I don't know if anybody knows exactly how far down would help. In our home, we use the soft yellow light bulb for our porch light, and that's supposed to help a lot with insects that are sensitive to light. But it's got to be something like that on a much larger scale, I would imagine. If not yeah, more. That's, yeah, that's a shame. So what were you, uh, let's see, how am I going to say this? 
So when I was a little kid down here in Florida in the late 70s and early 80s, we could go out in the spring and summer and see fireflies. Just, just go out there outside of our house and they would be flying around and we would catch them and it was really cool. And you just don't see them anymore. Um, I haven't seen a firefly in a long, long time. Yeah. And in fact, you have to you have to go pretty far out east toward the Everglades to start seeing fireflies again. You have to get completely away from the light pollution from, from Naples and Fort Myers where I live. Like you basically have to go right in between Naples and Fort Myers and Miami, like right dead in the middle of the state to see like the Milky Way and, you know, see more than like five stars and see fireflies. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But they used to be everywhere when I was a kid. Huh. And this place has just grown so much and there's so much artificial light. And then they also, you know, once or twice a year, they'll spray for mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. And that, that's not great for fireflies either. Of so. course. Of course. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah, it's hard to hard to pick what to do. Yep. Well, I don't remember ever being that interested in ladybugs as a kid. Maybe we had... Maybe we saw them because we went to Montana for summer vacation a lot. And Alabama, too. We went to Alabama for summer vacation. So I bet we saw them. I just don't, I don't have a clear memory of it. So. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember. But I, we never went out looking for them to put them in jars and learn about them or anything like that. That I that yeah. I recall. My cousins might, my cousins are all in the South. They might have done that more often. But. Yeah. I, I've never heard of it. I mean, I, I, I've heard of it. I don't remember ever doing that. So. Yeah. It's yeah. sad. It is. And it's really exciting when you do see one, like every now and then you'll see a firefly. I used to work outdoors and we have the fireflies that will light up if they're in a shady spot. Sure. So once once in a while I would be, you know, by somebody's house where there was a lot of trees and every now and then I would see a firefly just kind of there in the daytime flashing and that was like a really that was a neat little treat. Yeah, yeah. definitely less than there used to be. Yeah, for sure. Well, I don't know what the solution is. Just got to all I can do is individually have the lower, the yellow lights on my house and then, but I don't know what the solution is for, you know, the greater population of the humans. It's just to care about fireflies and to do, to do your part to make sure that there are more fireflies. Yeah, but I don't know. It just, I don't know if that's going to be enough, unfortunately. Like, yep. it's kind of sad. I imagine that they will probably s- find ways to evolve and survive but can they do it quickly enough and how is it going to affect the food web and we know from evolution that when something goes away something else steps in to fill that niche what's that going to be you know right yeah it's really hard to determine but a sad sad loss for planet earth yep it is so you know hey if you're listening sorry to to end on a bummer (laughs) oh my gosh yeah be thankful if you've seen them if you're listening to this then go out and catch some fireflies and learn about them and tell people about how cool fireflies are and tell them how they can protect fireflies. Yeah. And keep those porch lights off if you're not using them. Well, for Pete's sake. Use the yellow ones anyway. Or use the yeah, use use the yellow ones. Yeah, you kind of need the porch light for security in your neighborhood, but <laughs> you know. I understand Did- that. 
Get lighty butt friendly lights. Get lighty butt friendly lights. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe we could have fewer billboards as, you know, would that be okay? I think it oh, probably that would, be would be okay with me. Amazing. <laughs> Well, thank you for listening today. This podcast has been brought to you with technical support by Matthew Chomo, bed music by Kevin McLeod. Our logo was created by the very talented Imran Javed, and our vocal talent today was Carrie McGinnis and Stacy and Frosty. Woohoo! It's time for the Rugrat Corner. If you have a Rugrat eight years of age or younger who wants to be on our podcast, send us a message on Facebook or email us at varmintspodcast at gmail.com for details. We make it super easy for your Rugrat to hear their voice on our podcast. Who we have today? Today we have Clara, Grady, and Teddy. They have something to say about fireflies. Nice. Hello, this is the Cool Facts About Animals crew, and I'm Clara. I'm Grady. And I'm Teddy. So, I'm Cool Clara, and my fact is that fireflies aren't actually flies. They're actually beetles, which is weird. My fact is... In the Firefly family, there are over 2,000 different species. Can you imagine if we had that much people in our family? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the coolest one, Teddy, and, um... Wow. <laughs> and uh, I have a joke. What do you... Why was the mama um, Firefly sad? Um, because she wasn't very light <laughs> Because her kids weren't very bright. <laughs> <laughs> Um, bye. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs> yeah, Clara, Grady, and Teddy and their mom, Allison, have a little fun little podcast about animals, and it's called Cool Facts About Animals, and it's <laughs> full of cool facts about animals. It is It is just what it claims to be. Nice. Well, thanks That's for great. that, guys. That was awesome. That I like that joke, too. The joke was the best. <laughs> and I like I like Teddy Swagger. He's the coolest. <laughs> They're all cool. I wish I had that kind of self-confidence. I know, right? Me too. They're all cool. You are equally cool, Clara, yeah. Grady, and Teddy. But the joke was funny. The I joke was say. pretty... <laughs> joke killed. I'm going to be telling that joke to <laughs> Kurt later on when he comes <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. Yes. Thanks, everybody, again for listening. And until next time... Be nice to animals. This has been a transmission of the Podfix Network. For more about this show and other great Podfix programs, go to podfixnetwork.com. Word of mouth is the very best way to help us grow. Yep, sure is. Do we have a script? Where is it? I have lost my place. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Is that it? Is that your... Oh, you're, you're... Yeah. Okay. And then it says learning bumper right after that. Oh, yeah. You're supposed to say, let's learn about fireflies. Oh, I was just waiting for you to do that. Anymore. <laughs> it's not in the script anymore for some reason. There's nothing in there. All right. And that's strange. Okay. All right. Well, let's learn about some fireflies or lighty butts or lighty bugs or <laughs> lightning bugs or whatever you call them. Do it.